You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, day after the lottery, the Pelicans stayed the same. They'll end up with the 13th overall pick in the upcoming draft. But when is that draft going to be? That is an open question right now. So we're going to talk about a couple of things in today's show. So first and foremost, the 13th pick, look at the lottery. We're then going to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors because of the situations regarding those teams is a little bit interesting. And then finally, the schedule for the future of the NBA, a little bit in doubt, and it's going to impact this draft. I promise you that. I'll explain why coming up in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, before we get to any of that, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The only podcast Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team. There's a lot. Now we know where they're going to be picking in the draft, and that spot is 13th. This is, in some weird way, maybe a good thing because it means that the Pelicans weren't jumped by the Memphis Grizzlies, who would have gotten the pick if it jumped into the top four. It's now going to the Boston Celtics. And the way the order is going to be, it is Boston, then New Orleans, then Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix at 10. So basically, a bunch of the other Western Conference teams didn't jump up. They didn't necessarily get a better draft pick. Their pick is better than New Orleans, but it didn't improve it significantly in a weakish draft though there's maybe some depth to it it's a good thing it means they don't necessarily get all that much stronger than washington then the new york knicks who moved down two spots then detroit atlanta cleveland at five all of those teams moved down chicago moved up charlotte moved up the minnesota timberwolves moved up they end up with the number one overall pick and that means second is the golden state warriors so for the most part it went chalk until you saw the charlotte hornets and then the chicago bulls jump their way into the top four with minnesota golden state charlotte and chicago being the order so it's kind of fun to see you know eastern conference stuff kind of happen there charlotte definitely needs some star power there in position to get that the bulls i don't really know what to make of that team whatsoever But there you go, kind of a quiet night, not an exciting night like last season was for New Orleans, but 13th overall pick. You'll still get, in theory, a guy who could pan out to be a quality NBA player. By the way, they, the Pelicans sent out their, their like lottery history. It's kind of funny. They've been in the lottery a couple of times. They First year, they were in the lottery. Pick four, Chris Paul. 2006, pick 12, Hilton Armstrong. 2007, Juju Wright out of Kansas. 2010, Cole Aldrich traded. 2012, Anthony Davis. 2012 as well, Austin Rivers with the Minnesota pick. Then you had 2013. It's one of my cats going nuts, and I am sorry. Nerlens Noel traded for Drew Holiday in that one, along with a future first. 2016, Buddy Heald didn't even make it past his rookie year here in New Orleans. And then 2019, Zion Williamson. When you look at this... There's some good things, right? Some, but not the most luck in the lottery, I think. And you also had the Dell Demps years where you were just trading lottery pick after lottery pick and first round pick after first round pick. So you kind of look at their draft history, their lottery history here in New Orleans, and it's like, woof. Andrew Lopez of ESPN had a fun tweet where he said the first, uh, the, the lottery guys, the draft picks that New Orleans just had 
this past year, the first to make it through their whole year with the team not being traded, basically, since Anthony Davis and Austin Rivers. Basically, just meant Nerlens Noel ever played here and Buddy Heald got traded halfway through for DeMarcus Cousins. Shows you that their draft history has not exactly been great, partially because you were trading so many picks in between. There should have been more, but there weren't. Now we're here, and they've got a ton. And they're going to have a bunch in this draft, too. With the 13th overall pick, I do think you can get a quality guy. We've uh, seen and talked to a bunch of people around the league that basically say this draft is somewhat deep. There's not a consensus top player. There's probably a consensus top three, I think, in Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball being the top three and a tier above everyone else. But there's a number of guys in that kind of mid to late lottery range just outside the lottery that Pelicans fans are probably going to be able to talk themselves into that guy being a quality player. They have the makings of role players too, which is what New Orleans needs. You don't need a big usage guy and you're not, you shouldn't expect a big usage, like light it up kind of guy with a 13th overall pick. But if you were going to look at a draft and say, you know, could the 12th pick be better than the seventh? Like this could be the draft, one of the drafts where you can kind of end up saying that. Uh, after their careers are done or like more into their careers. So picking 13th overall, not too bad here for New Orleans. We did the live stream on my YouTube channel. It was, we, we cut it shorter because I had to go run and do the uh, locked on NBA one that we did, which was really fun. I'll tweet those links out again today. And yeah, just kind of unexciting day. I think after last year's where I went live too and basically just lost it, uh, we couldn't expect the same exact thing. And that's okay, probably. We don't need that much excitement in our lives right now. I don't even know if we could have handled all of that here in our lives right now. So unexciting. The lottery was just kind of weird. They rushed it, it seemed, to try and get to the next game, which like I guess they were trying to throw it in between games. You're on kind of a weirder timeline with the bubble and all that. People virtually, like Trajan Langdon was there, not wearing the lucky tie of David Griffin, just wearing his Pelicans polo. They just flashed to him on the screen like two or three times, and that was it. No real reaction from him. Not that there should have been. I don't know. The whole lottery thing, for me watching it with the sound off, by the way, too, was just a little bit weirder than what we had experienced before, and I don't think anything is going to top the highs of last year. So there you go. Pelicans 13th overall in position to probably grab a wing kind of player potentially that could help the team out. I'm excited about it because it means we get to talk draft prospects. We're going to be doing a lot of that over the next month and potentially longer than that, which we'll get into in the third segment of the show. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by DoorDash. Life is busy. You've got tons of Zoom calls. You might be managing kids. You're probably trying to do laundry or the dishes during this time too. Then an email comes through and you've got to respond to that right away. You've just got a lot on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now exactly to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants, favorite local restaurants, are also open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your 
your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees of your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWNNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only daily show covering what you want to know about the Pelicans Monday through Friday, hitting all of the biggest topics, giving you the best insight and getting some of the best guests. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So we talked a little bit about it on yesterday's show, but this lottery was going to be very interesting for the Golden State Warriors and where they were going to end up. Well, they fell from number one to number two, not really fall because you had the same odds, but in theory, they're kind of slotted number one with the worst overall record, even though the top three teams had the same chance. So I don't know if you can say they fell necessarily, but frankly, they had the worst record. Now they have the second overall pick. So we're going to say it just for semantic sake that they fell. They dropped to number two where they're in good position. In theory, if they draft James Wiseman there, he's a center, a big that can really help them out. But they don't just need a young guy like this. They they absolutely need someone who fits their timeline more and should trade that pick to a team that's on that kind of timeline and take that team's best player. And then they look to be instant title contenders right away. They're already going to be title contenders without adding another established veteran guy that they could get. But you can probably get someone at least decent, I think, for the number two overall pick. Given it's a bit of a weaker draft, it might hurt it. But if this was last year, that number two overall pick compared to the one where the Pelicans were taking Zion, not nearly the kind of same thing, right? That's much less valuable. Now, there might be a team that's in love with LaMelo Ball. And they know they'll be able to get him at two because he's not going to go number one overall. And they decide to make that move and push their chips in. That's where maybe this pick becomes a little bit more valuable because of not there not being a number one consensus guy and instead being three guys or so. So they can probably get someone decent. I don't know how much. And one of the things to keep in mind, and we, we talked about this a good bit on the Locked On Live show we did. And again, I'll have the link for that out there on Twitter too, because it was a lot of fun to do. And it's nice to get some other voices on with me and that sort of thing. If you want kind of some draft insight into it, that's a really good show to listen to. We went for like an hour or two. That, you know, a, a draft, a trade that got thrown out there was the Atlanta Hawks and a guy like Dwayne Deadman. Dwayne Deadman going for the number two of our pick sounds a little bit crazy, but he would fit well with the Golden State Warriors and everything they're trying to do. So there, there's options for them. And they're certainly going to look to move that pick. And they all of a sudden make the West even more tough. Then you've got a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves. They had the second worst record, third worst record in the league. Second worst in the West. They have the number one overall pick now. When you've got Carl Anthony Towns there, when you have D'Angelo Russell are they really looking to draft someone young and have him take two, three years to develop? Or are they looking to spin that pick and all of a sudden get right back into playoff contention where they were hoping to be this year? Injuries kind of derailed that, I think, a good bit. But if they can add another, a third guy, a borderline all-star player for that number one overall pick, and that might be what you're looking for, how scary does that team become? Then are there any teams in the Western Conference that aren't at least considered competitive at that point? You know, I'm silent there because I don't really know. And the answer might be no. 
You know, the Spurs have hung around. They were tough in the bubble. The Suns look to at least be kind of improving in an upward trajectory, and they seem to really kind of come together. And we saw Devin Booker take a leap in the bubble too. This is really, really annoying if you're a Pelicans fan or a fan of a team in, a, in the Western Conference. Like, this sucks. Every team in theory is going to be gunning for the playoffs next season. I don't know if there's one that isn't going to be. Maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder can kind of go do a tear down, a rebuild, but I don't know if they're going to do that. So you might have all 15 teams be hyper competitive and trying to go for this. And one that might hurt some of the like bidding value for these picks, but still like that is annoying. That is not what you want. All those guys in the top three, I don't think are going to make a massive impact on the team's win totals next season for either the Wolves or the Warriors. But if they can pull in a borderline all-star guy, yeah, it could make a big difference. But there's a trade-off with that, I think, for both sides of this. I want to get into that in the next segment because I think it's really interesting. These picks might be like hyper-valuable the next couple of years, and I'll explain why. Couple of years. On the guy you draft this year. That's what I mean. I'll explain coming up. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah, the only show Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team. There's a lot. We're not even talking any head coach stuff in today's show because there's so much going on around the team, around the league. You want to know everything that's going on. You want the insight. And if you watched the live show, you want to give your opinions. And I read them all out there on there, which was a lot of fun. And thank you, by the way, to everyone who tuned in. Uh, this That was great. We'll do more of those. I enjoy those. It's nice to kind of put a face to everything, too. They're more interactive than the podcast is, which I really enjoy being able to talk to you all as well and hearing what you have to say. So this uh, during the lottery show, Adam Silver went on with Rachel Nichols and mentioned that she's not feeling great about that December 1st date. That seems a little too close, and it's likely going to be pushed back. And frankly... You're not going to see the start of next season until 2021. I'm fairly convinced of that at this point. So the league has talked about how they're going to be doing a bubble for their draft prospects and for the combine so that guys can kind of work the, you know, teams can work these guys out, get to know them a little bit, and you have a safe environment for all of that. But all of this kind of impacts the draft process. And then they said they're likely going to push the start of free agency back to and push the actual draft back to allow teams to really get all of that data. You're going to see some some misses on teams here, I think, with their draft pick. They're going to fall in love with the guy for whatever reason, probably not have done all of their homework research on how he is as a player, and he's not going to fit. And you're going to see a number of things like that, which I think are going to impact this draft. This draft is hyper important for most teams that have a first round pick because of the rookie scale contract. We don't know what the salary cap is going to be next year. It's likely going to be lower, right? And probably the next season after that's going to be lower too. And probably the season after that, this COVID situation is going to impact the league for like four or five years at the minimum. This, this has long ranging impacts, which is a story for another day. But if the salary cap's lower and you get a guy on a rookie scale deal who outperforms that, and if they, if you get anyone good, they outperform their contract value for the first four years. That's huge right now. But if you get a guy who isn't good and you're just wasting money on him, that hurts now because it's not like you can go out and just sign another guy because the cap space isn't going to be there like it might have once been. All of this is massive. So if you nail one of these picks, you get a really good player really cheaply for four years when there's going to potentially be a money crunch and a salary crunch. That is worth a lot. That's worth almost more than the player, right? That's going to be the difference between a title winning team and a team that doesn't win the title. This draft 
is hyper, hyper important, I think, to the future of these franchises. If you blow the number one overall pick, you know, it, it doesn't hurt or it, it doesn't help you at all and it hurts you. It's going to probably hurt more this year than it would have in other years. Same for the two or three picks. 13, you can probably get away with it not working out so you're a little bit safer. And given that a lot of these guys are kind of closer in value and potential and ability than they would be in other years, it's a good spot to be in if you're the Pelicans. This won't impact them if they don't end up drafting well. And again, it might be tough for teams to draft well if you can't really go and scout guys, meet with them, you know, do all of the pre-draft stuff. You'll do it to some degree, I'm sure. The NFL managed to kind of get through all of this, but they already had the combine and everything, right? I think. I don't remember. And so this is going to be a very big thing, and I don't know how this is all going to go. This is We're hitting the great unknown when it comes to the NBA for the first time where it's like shrug emoji, right? Like what the hell is going to happen here? But this draft is important. The Pelicans do seem like they do a very good job of doing their due diligence on things. They're going to do it with the head coach. It's why, again, there's there's nothing moving on there. You didn't even see David Griffin at this for a reason. He's not available. So they're not reaching out to people or anything like that because their main guy in charge has got other things going on. So this is going to be a process for New Orleans too. And if the draft does get pushed back, I feel better about them making the right choice and the right pick there because they need to. I don't know, man. We're, we're, we're in a in a weird spot when it comes to all this. But the league pushing things back, draft free agency means we're not getting basketball until 2021. I don't even know if we're going to see basketball in January of 2021. This is looking like it might be March of next season. February, maybe, if things go well. This is going to be an interesting year. It's going to have impacts on the league uh, a whole lot more. I think that's as good of a spot to end the show. Let's end on like that kind of like weird note, right? Of like, what is the future of the league going to look like? We know, though, where the Pelicans are picking. That is concrete. They are picking 13th overall. We're going to start to look at a lot of the guys there uh, talking about that. I'll give you a big board. We'll do some mock drafts. I'd like to hear who you want the Pelicans to take at 13 overall. I'm also curious of the three top guys in Anthony Edwards. James Wiseman and LaMelo Ball. Who? What's your ranking of those three guys too? Is there anyone kind of flying under the radar, a non-lottery pick that you like? Let me know. We'll talk about them all on here. And I'm excited about it. Draft talk. We haven't really been able to do this a ton. Last year, it was kind of disappointing because we knew they were taking Zion 1 and had some ideas. Remember, I picked Jackson Hayes to the Pelicans after my hypothetical Anthony Davis trade with the Boston Celtics too. So there you go. Um, it wasn't as exciting this year. It's kind of exciting because I like a lot of the guys right around 13. So we'll have a lot of fun talking about that. So that's going to do it for this edition of locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, wherever you get your podcast from check out DoorDash. Use promo code locked on NBA for $5 off and no delivery fees on your first order. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.